Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. And I got to tell you, we're tearing through it today. Uh, we got we got some things that we got to get into and get this done. Uh, I got to tell you, this is an amazing news day. This is an amazing news day. We have so many things happening from so many different angles. And to me, you know, I'm just looking down. I'm looking at a few of the headlines here. And we've got, uh, you know, the hurricane hit in Florida. We've got the BRICS nations. We've got Pfizer COVID vaccines uh, causing uh, vaccine aids and kids. We've got uh, yeah, the Maui fire cover up. Um, I mean, wherever you look, there's just more corruption. And then let's not overlook the collapse of the economy, home affordability crashing. And, you know, of course, Hunter Biden emails showing that, uh, you know, he did actually do all the corrupt things in Ukraine that he said he did, which probably explains why we keep sending them money. Got to buy their silence. But I want to focus to start out with on bricks, right? Bricks. This is a very important thing. BRICS is uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, South Africa. And it's now actually a whole ton of other countries. And BRICS is all about the de-dollarization of the world, right? So everything in the world trades on the dollar or did. And now everything on the world is not trading on the dollar. This is crucial. And when we talk about the economy and what's happening and everything else, it's vital that you understand this. So I'm going to get into some, some stuff that I really want everybody to understand. So let's, let's do some economics 101 stuff, right? When we look at the economy, you have to understand that every economy is based on certain premises. And foundationally, every economy out there starts and ends with necessities, right? The necessities are something that make up the foundation of any economic system. Necessities being things like food, water, shelter, uh, energy, things like that, right? So in America, uh, we have an abundance of natural resources, right? We have all sorts of things. And when you look at how a nation develops an economy, right? So if you start out from a country that uh, was like America, when, when the, the pilgrims landed and set the first colony, uh, they land there and you have a totally undeveloped nation, no water, no anything, right? When you look at how econo economic systems develop, first thing they had to do was they had to make sure there was food and water and shelter, right? So they, they did that. And, you know, barter systems are put in place. And over, the, over centuries and millennia, we've decided that money is a much handier way of bartering than to actually trade physical objects. So instead of trading wheat for a horse, uh, we just you know, we just pay each other money instead. That's, that's what money does. And understand that this is somewhat theoretical what we're talking about, but I'm going to tie it into the concrete here in a minute. So you've got the money that's exchanged, and money is a representation of an exchange of goods, right? It's a, you're bartering. When, we, when the pilgrims were here, the reason that they were able to eventually get established and develop a, a, into the greatest nation on the planet is to start out with there were natural resources. Uh, you know, fields where crops could grow were abundant. 
climate was good for, you know, growing food and this, that, and other. Water was available. And then as we continued to grow and to continue to develop into, you know, what eventually became a modern industrialized country, other resources became important. You know, we have oil in this country, we have a massive amount of oil in this country. We have iron and minerals and things that you have to, to, to mine. We had abundance of trees and things like that. To, you know. So we have all these natural resources, right? And those are the things that goods are made of. And you start out with the essential goods, food and shelter and things like that. But then you move on to the things that you want. And uh, the, you go from needs to wants. Well, because all of that stuff is available here in the United States, we had all sorts of good things going. We had a you know, we were huge steel industry and iron industry for years. We had all these different things, all this different industry that built America. And it's important that you understand why that matters. So if you want to build a widget, whatever a widget is, right? A widget's a fictional object for those of you that are unaware. Uh, but if you want to build a widget, you need to build it out of something, right? So let's say a, a widget is built out of metal. Well, if you can't mine iron, you've got to get it from somewhere. So if the United States doesn't have iron available and we need iron to make a widget, then guess what we have to do? we have to get it from another country that does have iron, which means that we have to trade for it and we have to trade something of value. So what would you trade, right? So, you know, it depends on another country. Maybe they need food and we've got food, so we trade them food for iron. But again, we don't typically trade goods on a, a straight up basis. We trade them on the basis of, of money. So the value of money becomes something that you, uh, you all agree on. And if we say, well, listen, uh, when we buy iron from another country, we're going to buy it for dollars. Well, then the value of those dollars really dictate things. So, you, so dollar, you know, the dollar being something that that is uh, controllable is a really valuable thing, right? When the dollar is not being traded, then the other country has kind of a leg up in negotiations, right? So if, if we were to trade with India and we needed iron and they had iron and they wanted to trade on rupees, well, then they would say, you know, listen, our, you're going to have your dollars only worth this much. So we need this many dollars, uh, extra dollars, because we, this is your dollars aren't worth as much as our rupees. Right. Um, so that international trade always becomes something of, uh, of a, uh, a trade off system where who has the stuff you need. Right. And the stuff you need starts with natural resources and eventually it becomes products and goods. So let's talk about what's happened in America. Well, to start out with, we created and, and obtained our own natural resources. So whether it was mining, whether it was, you know, growing our food, cutting our trees, whatever, we had all these industries that were about getting the natural resources necessary to allow us to make the products that we needed, whether they were necessities or whether they were goods or whatever they were. So then... Uh, we decided we needed things. So we built factories, right, to turn these natural resources into things that were useful. And uh, as we do that, what happened is the, uh, the natural resources, they become, become a critical part of this supply chain. And uh, but but the supply chain increases, right? So you you go from a supply chain where I need food, so you grow food and I trade for food. Uh, 
to I need a wagon. So uh, we, I, you need food. So you, I sell my food because I'm a farmer, but I need a wagon. Uh, so I'm going to give you dollars for it. And those dollars have to buy the wood that makes the wagon and the metal that make the wagon wheels and all the different things like that, right? Um, so as products become more complicated, their value you know, is what it is, and, and you have to take more dollars to do it. What we've done over the past couple decades to destroy America is we've destroyed the, the links in the supply chain, these crucial links. So, for example, Joe Biden won't let us mine or, or obtain any of our own natural resources. We have tons of them, but we're not allowed to dig them out of the earth whether they be oil, whether they be anything, pick your resource. It's all we do almost no mining here, and uh, where we do, we've got all these regulations, EPA saying you can't do this, you can't do that. So we that means that if we want resources, we have to trade them to another country to get them, right? We have to trade something. So we trade them dollars, and we can resource. So then uh, we quit producing our own resources. But we still had all the factories, right? So we were building everything that you need. So if you needed something in the world, you bought it from America, right? And since we were the ones that had the stuff, we said, well, you're going to have to buy it in dollars, right? And uh, so, so people bought in dollars, and we produced goods, and we produced services. And uh, those dollars allowed you know, us to keep our economy moving, and, and other people had to give us things to get our dollars, uh, that yeah, it helped America as a whole. Well, then we, we created a war on manufacturing, right? Um, we, through regulation, through EPA regulations, through environmental health care mandates, um, all these things, they made it so expensive to hire workers and so difficult to get goods. Because remember, when we have to trade for those goods, when those when those natural resources that we're no longer mining in the United States have to come from another country, we have to pay extra for that because they have to ship them over. They have to dig them out. I mean, there's a whole bunch of steps. So when we, we shouldn't get the natural resources, we're not producing those. And then we regulate and we make it hard to have factories and we make it hard to hire workers and make it too expensive. So then we get rid of our industrial base. Well, there's a lot of money in America, though, right? So the so what happened was, is about a decade, decade and a half ago, maybe two decades, we started moving into what they call the service economy. Well, a service economy is the highest end economy you can have. When you've got a whole bunch of money in your nation or wherever, uh, you, you've got people who are wealthy, they pay for services, right? They, they, you know, the goods, they have whatever they need, they pay for services. They go out to dinner, they do this, they do that, right? Um, but the service economy only exists if the if people have money to pay for those services. And since the people aren't working anymore in factories and we're not providing our own natural resources, not doing this, we've pulled enough links out of supply chain that essentially what will happen is that money will eventually run out. So we build up all this wealth, right? Decades and decades of wealth. Our forefathers, our grandfathers, everybody, they build up this wealth. And uh, then we pull out the rungs of the ladder that we used to build this wealth, uh, uh, developing our own natural resources and manufacturing. Now we're left with just the wealth that we have and no reason for anybody to buy anything from us. So internationally, what are you going to buy from America? We don't do anything. 
I mean, we don't make anything. We literally make nothing. We've got some tech stuff that we do still, but we don't make anything. And even that tech stuff that we do is based on components and stuff that are manufactured offshore. We don't create anything. We don't have any industry that's based in the United States. Everything is based elsewhere because of our tax and regulatory structure. And so all the jobs offshore. So now there's very few jobs that are of meaning. And at this point, if you want any sort of a real job that pays any sort of real money, you better hope you have a 160 IQ because unless you're so important that you can get a job that they'll pay you for from around the world, it's, it's getting much harder to get that. So what's happened now is we're squandering the wealth that our forefathers have built for us. And at the same time, we're uh, eliminating the, the capacity to create new wealth, right? So this is really a disaster. And because we're not producing anything of value here, no other country needs us, right? So the petrodollar, you know, that was based on two things, defense, and then our manufacturing base. But we're not manufacturing. And we don't really, have, you know, our defense is in terrible, we're in shambles, right? So why do they need the petrodollar? Why do we, why does Saudi Arabia need to trade in dollars? I mean, India's got more people. China's got more people. They got a much bigger market and they're developing. So, you know, they're going to follow the money like any other place. So what's happened is, is now, uh, a lot of the countries around the world that we trade for these resources and all these different things that we need to function as a country are banding together and saying, well, we don't need the United States as bull crap. Why trade in their dollars? Their dollars are meaningless to us. They don't make anything that we need. We don't need, they don't manufacture anything. They don't have any thing that they're making that we can't get elsewhere. So why trade in dollars? So that's, that's the de-dollarization. So instead they're going back to a currency and what they're going to do is they're going to make it based on gold which is why you should go to bh-pm.com and tell them Ren sent you and buy some gold. You really, bh, as in Beverly Hills, pm-pm.com, uh, uh, Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Um, tell them Ren sent you. You can get there on my sponsor link on tomrens.com. But you need to buy that because this BRICS crew, which is now, I mean, I believe they're over 50% of the world's population now. Uh, it's a huge, huge group of people that are supporting it are going to a gold-backed currency. Now, what that does is that eliminates some of the manipulation, some of the currency manipulation, right? So if everybody's based on gold, well, go dig out your own gold. If you got gold, then you're a rich country. If you don't, you're not, right? So if you dig out your own gold, well, guess what? You're a rich country. So that's that's the value of the gold-backed currency. And that's what BRICS is doing. So gold will go up. But the thing about it is, is that BRICS means that these people can trade amongst themselves without the United States. And since we now produce nothing, how are we going to buy the goods and services from them that we need? How are we going to buy the necessities? How are we going to buy all the things? Because since we don't manufacture anything here, how are we going to do that? And our economy is on the verge of collapse, and this is the reason, right? So if you want to buy a, a computer chip to make a phone, well, the American dollar is not worth that much. So guess what? China say, well, we're not shipping you that chip unless you pay whatever it is that we're asking for, and they don't care. 
They don't care how much you get paid an hour and whether you can afford the phone. Uh, they're just going to do that. So that's why phones are going up right now, right? That's how the cost of phones are going up. Supply and demand. The supply chain is all offshore. There's nothing here. American economy is collapsing. We're devaluing our dollar by overspending and all these different things, not producing anything. There's a million things going into the devaluation of the dollar, but this is all happening. And so essentially what's happened is, is we've pulled out the rug on our economy. And we're going to have to rebuild our economy from ground up, which means we're going to have to start mining our own resources again. We're going to have to start rebuilding our industrial base. And none of that can happen until they get the regulatory nonsense out of the way. Right now, we are making it impossible to do that stuff here in the United States, which means the economy will continue to collapse until we get rid of this crooked Democrat regime and start putting in some people who are pro-economic gains. It's also the reason that this whole globalist thing is a nightmare. We cannot have a, a globalist nightmare going on, or we will be a second or third world country forever. Got to focus on America first. We got to rebuild our country. We got to get back to our strength. St- support us at TomRens.com. Support us on the America Out Loud Network and the Tom Ren Show. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Okay, welcome back, folks. Welcome back. I got to tell you, uh, I, boy, there's just so much happening. I, I actually had a very, very good break there uh, between segments. A, a very good break. I, I found some uh, 
very interesting things to look at. Um, and one of those things is uh, what we're going to talk about this segment. And actually, I found this a while ago, but I just wanted to refresh myself. A uh, new study finds extended use of best COVID masks may cause cancer and liver damage. No kidding. And the summer of 2000, I put together an extensive document showing that they knew that masks were not only not effective at doing anything related to COVID, but were terrible for you. Uh, there's no question about this. And that includes your N95s and all that garbage, right? And uh, so here we have a study, and this just keeps coming out. I mean, you know, Fauci and the crew have done everything they can to lie about masks on every level imaginable, and I don't even know what to say about it. It's garbage. But if you look at this, uh, you know, we've got this new study, and it's from South Korea, and they've got their equivalent 1095s. They did this study. And uh, these masks are made of the same materials, N95s, and they release eight times the EPA's recommended safety limit of toxic volatile organic compounds, according to this LifeSite article, and according to the study, right? So as we start pushing these masks, understand something. There's a couple things that happen with a mask, and I'm going to go from this article here in a minute, but before I do, let me explain this to you. Your body is meant to exhale, Okay, so I'm not a doctor. I've gone through this with all of my doctor and scientist people. Your body's meant to exhale. When you exhale, it's not just CO2 that comes out. There's a lot of different wastes and things that go out when you exhale. Those wastes are things that your body wants to get rid of. It needs to get rid of. There are reasons that you're exhaling them. And so that's a very, very big deal. So the problem is, is that... Uh, when you put on a mask, all the gunk that you exhale just stays right there because the air can't flow through, right? So masks don't really stop. And it's not that what you exhale doesn't get through the mask, but it keeps in some of it, right? It keeps in some of the air. It just doesn't flow through freely, right? So yes, COVID can get, still get out because it's a virus, very small particles, but the gunk that you exhale uh, that is larger, you know, may get stuck in the mask. You know, there's always moisture on the inside of those masks. You know, that's an example. Things like moisture, bacteria, those things. And they all get caught in that. The big particles get caught. The little particles go through. So the in terms of stopping COVID, those are little particles. They go right through. But the big particles get stuck in your mask. And all that stuff just sits in there. And then you keep breathing it in over and over again. Plus, remember, the mask is made of something. And whatever it's made of uh, is going to release something that you're going to breathe in, because that's the way it is. So the Daily Mail reported, according to this article, uh, that uh, these disposable masks release eight times EPA's recommended limit of these vol volatile organic compounds. And these toxic volatile organic compounds, TVOCs, are, are linked to headaches, difficulty breathing, nausea, uh, and sufficiently prolonged exposure can result in nervous system, liver damage, and possibly cancer. Well, I don't know, COVID or cancer? Which would you rather have, especially in light of the fact that they don't stop COVID? Now, we know that these masks don't stop COVID. 
including the N95s. The N95s do not stop the transmission of viruses. In fact, uh, one of my one of the scientists I worked with, a guy named Stephen Patty, he's an environmental, uh, or I'm sorry, an industrial hygienist, and he's one of the top in the planet. And what he does is he make he he studies this specifically. So doctors, you know, they don't really study masks. They study bacteria. They study what's happening with the body, you know, how that stuff works. But the the mass in industrial protective equipment, things like that, that's industrial hygiene. And that's what Stephen does. Stephen is an industrial hygienist. And you should look up his work online. But, uh, you know, he does great, great work. And he's actually one of the top on the planet. And he was very clear about this. Because COVID is so small and because of the holes in the mass aren't real big, but more than big enough for COVID to get through. What happens is, is when you uh, exhale or inhale through the mask, it breaks down the larger particles, but the COVID still goes through. But because the COVID that goes through is now riding on a smaller particle, it gets deeper into your lungs when you inhale it. It actually makes COVID more dangerous. Furthermore, you got all this other nonsense. Uh, All these masks are made from something called polypropylene. And, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not at all a safe or effective. I mean, this is a, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. Not to mention, I mean, you know, I don't know why all these mass Nazis who tend to be leftist Democrats, you know, they don't seem to mind the, the mess that these are making out of the environment. All the mass that are washing up on the shores of lakes and rivers and just the disgustingness that we've had from these things everywhere. But And they're still washing up, folks. Now they're trying to bring them back because Joe Biden wants to funnel more money to his uh, vaccine partners. But, you know, this, uh, this stuff is just damning. And we get this new study. I mean, this is all stuff we know. You know, I mean... Uh, there's, we knew that these were bad in 2020. Uh, you know, this guy, uh, this guy Fisher says extreme fears about the lethality of COVID may have led to decisions that were counterproductive. Well, those fears were sown. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me go back to this. Right. So this is really important. So this guy uh, from New York, he's a medicine uh, physician, internal medicine physician, Stuart Fisher, um, and he's kind of. Yeah, saying, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know about these masks. Uh, You know, it's hard to say. Uh, And he says, I think the following general recommendations might be helpful, but it's not clear yet if we need sweeping edicts of three years ago. Fisher, we don't need those. Only people sick are the people who got vaccinated, right? If you're not vaccinated, you're fine. Uh, Yeah, this extreme fear about lethality of COVID is what he then goes on to that. But here's the thing. The extreme fear about the lethality of COVID was sown intentionally by Fauci and the CDC to sell these vaccines. There's no question about that. I mean, I have read, and I just did an interview with Dr. Drew, I would say two weeks ago. Um, I went through some of this early stuff, and one of the things I went through was the Nowak presentation from 2003, where this guy, Dr. Nowak, who worked for the CDC, did a presentation to a, a industry trade group about selling vaccines, and he said the only way to do it is to scare people into taking them. And he was quite open about it. I mean, the, the presentation is damning. I'll probably go over it again on this show at some point, but there's no question that this was just 100% a fear tactic. The CDC wanted to scare the hell out of people. That was their goal. That was their desire. That was their intent. And it worked. How many people went and got these poison death shots? 
that have modified their DNA, possibly on a permanent basis. I mean, it's mind-blowing what's occurred here. But, you know, this guy talks about, this article goes on to talk about the recommendation of face coverings early on the pandemic. Now, my question is, are they talking about the recommendation for masks before Fauci said that you shouldn't wear them? After he said you shouldn't wear them? Before he said you should wear them again? After he said that you shouldn't wear them again? Or before he said you should wear two of them again? Which recommendation are they referring to? Because he could change it every five minutes, right? I mean, the guy was a liar and a crook. He's still a liar and a crook. Uh, I've never seen a more crooked public official on the planet than Anthony Fauci. Uh, Zoonotic spread anybody? Uh, no, this wasn't zoonotic. This whole thing was built in a lab, and this was all part of their plan to push these death shots on people. Um, but among the evidence is the U.S. CDC September 20th, September 2020 admission. Ready? September of 2020. Masks cannot be kept, expected to keep COVID out. Okay. 2020, September of 2020, uh, they don't work. They don't work. Everybody knew that they don't work. I mean, there's no question. It's it just the CDC has ad admitted in September of 2020 that the masks don't work. And, you know, this was a lie. It was always a lie. It's still a lie. But they kept pushing it. Right? And now we see these idiots still trying to bring it back, even though the, the godlike CDC admitted as early as September of 2020, which ironically is right after I filed the lawsuit where I showed that they don't work, uh, admitted that this doesn't work. They lied. Now, I didn't have the reach in 2020 I do now, but I can assure you everybody would have knew more about that lawsuit in 2020 if I, would have, if I was, you know, had, the, had the people that I could reach now. Um, more than 170 studies have found that masks are ineffective at stopping COVID, while instead being harmful, especially to children. 120, 170 studies, folks. 170. They don't help. They don't work, right? N95 masks have long been touted as the most ideal protection, despite most mask mandates typically not distinguishing between them and simple cloth coverings. Uh, yeah, Megan Mansell from Brownstone explains that COVID virus particles are far smaller than the apparatus is approved or designed to capture. And even against a hypothetical perfect capture rate of 95%, the 5% never captured still are plentiful enough to, uh, to create harmful exposure. I mean, th there is nothing that these masks do to stop COVID transmission. Nothing. Not even close. So why are we doing this? Why? What's the purpose? Why are they bringing the mask? This is about fear. They're trying to recreate the fear mandate, the fear propaganda system that they had in 2020. And it's not working because people are largely awake now, but not awake enough. There's still idiots out there wearing masks. Now, let me move on to that, right? So I think we've established that they don't work. The CDC admitted it in 2020 that they don't work. Uh, I mean, yeah, we just know they don't work. They've never worked for stopping COVID, right? There's very little use in wearing a mask. Uh, if you're performing surgery, you wear a mask so you don't drool in the open womb that you're doing surgery on. But outside of that, a mask is generally useless. And if you wear it too long, it can cause 
uh, you to have liver damage and cancer. How about that? Okay, so what about masks? What about this? Well, they don't work. So why wear them? Why are they pushing them? Well, they're pushing them to promote the fear, as I said. But what about the people still wearing them? I think this breaks down into a couple categories, and this is something super important. And I think we've got to understand this. So there are a number of people who were so damaged by COVID that they, they broke, right? And these people broke into different categories. Some became conspiracy theorists, nonsense people. Some became uh, stronger and they started fighting. Some, and I guess that's not breaking. They just actually got better. Some became uh, terrified of everything, including their own shadow. And uh, I actually met a guy who locked his family in the basement. They all sat in his basement and ate MREs, meal ready eats, that's what military eat, for six months when COVID hit. Okay, so this is a big deal because they, they did a great job of telling everybody you're all going to die. So with that, you've got to understand that that group of people are almost unreachable. They, they literally have developed a mental illness. You, you, there's not, I, you know, the people who are still wearing a mask everywhere they go and worried about dying, that's an almost unreachable segment of the population because they have a mental illness. Uh, they've developed a, a paranoia that's based on an unrealistic view of the world, and that is a mental illness. Um, the people, there's another group, though, that's really important. And that is the group of people who are very similar to the people who are pushing these trans surgeries on their kid. They're people who do things for no other reason than they want to they make a political statement, right? They want, they want their kid to be the trans kid because then they can say, I'm the parent of a trans kid. Look at how good I am. They tend to be leftist DBs that uh, you know, are just absolutely obnoxious and no person like me can tolerate. Uh, these are people who put on the mask because they heard that, you know, we should put it on and, you know, they want a virtue signal, essentially. They've been told that, you know, by doing and complying and this and along, they're, set, they're showing everybody how good they are. They're showing everybody that they're positive, good people and that uh, you should, you know, they're, they're reasonable and this, that and other, right? Well, they're not. None of these things are true. They're actually just morons and they're a real problem. Because these people do a couple things. So first of all, they obviously they aren't helping to fix the problem by, by refusing to participate. But the second thing is, is that if there's enough of them, they make it harder for those trying to fix the problem to do so, right? Because when there's a sufficient number of people, ultimately the will of the people is what governs. These people have no will of their own. They just, they're sheep. They're obnoxious. They're really hard to tolerate for me, folks. I really have a hard time with this crew. Uh, the sheeple crew. I think we would call this demographic the sheeple. Uh, they think that they're virtue signaling. They think they're doing something good by listening, even though what they're listening to is bad. This is a very, very unacceptable and unproductive thing. The sheeple make it harder for guys like me to end this nonsense because it looks like there's actually support for this when the reality is, is that those people would follow whoever was in charge uh, regardless. I mean, they're, they're completely meaningless. If there's a group of people who are useless, it's the sheeple, right? They're useless. Um, some of them 
produce and work and do good things for society. So they're not useless in that sense, but they're useless in terms of protecting freedom, in terms of making our country better, in terms of protecting our children, in terms of doing what's right. And that's really kind of the measure of a man to me. I, you know, I hate to say that, but uh, this demographic not only makes it harder for me and guys like me to fight, but they also, uh, they really, they, they provide a bad example for their children and they provide additional, I guess, reinforcement for the people with the mental illnesses, right? So the people who have become mentally ill because the CDC decided to create a, a nationwide uh, paranoia and you know, did everything they can to create breaks. Those people are people who need help. And when they see other people wearing masks, it reinforces these false beliefs that somehow these masks are useful or helpful. It, you know, If you're the only one in the room doing it, no matter where you go, eventually you might look around and say, you know what, maybe this is, uh, this is a little bit silly. But if you are surrounded by people doing it, it, bear, it, it just, no, there's nothing silly about it. Look at everybody else is wearing one too. And meanwhile, these people are still running home, washing their hands eight times, uh, you know, hiding in their closet. And, uh, you know, there are people still doing that, folks. There really are. So you're actually, you know, these these virtue signaling little weenies are actually, they're causing problems for that, too. They're they're actually causing problems, emotional, mental problems. But yeah, we got to stand against this. And ultimately, do not comply. Don't do it, folks. Don't put on a mask. Refuse and boycott anybody who tells you that they're going to make you do it. There needs to be an immediate boycott for anybody pushing this crap. We are done with it. It's time to stand. Support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Loud. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Okay, welcome back and welcome to the Stack O Stuff segment. All right, folks. So the stack is deep and the stack is thick. And uh, there's a lot to talk about in the stack. Let's just start out with this. We've got a couple of Tucker Carlson uh, shockers, if you will. Uh, so Carl, Tucker says that uh, he thinks that we're speeding towards assassination of uh, Trump. Well, honestly, folks, uh, I don't disagree with that analysis. Yeah, God's been good to me. I've had a lot of information and a lot of ability to develop information and to get context. I don't have anything specific on that, or I would do something about it. But um, just reading the reading the cards, if you will, uh, I agree. I mean, they're not succeeding in taking him out. They're breaking every law imaginable doing it. I mean, you know, these these indictments are, are absolutely corrupt. And here's the thing, folks. Uh, you know, there's another another headline about Trump giving a warning to crooked Hillary and bribery Biden if he's reelected, right? Um, they know what happens if he's reelected. There's going to be some hell to pay. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And folks, everybody knows it. And he's leading. And they're going to try and steal another election. But if there's the turnout that we expect, and if he's running against Biden, it may not be stealable. And the only thing that these guys respect is we the people. So, you know, is is Carlson right? Well, I mean, these guys are going to be desperate. They don't want to end up in jail or worse. And they deserve to be in jail or worse. They've broken laws. They've done horrible things. And so the question is, where does this go? And I don't know. You know, and how desperate are they going to get? We, the people, are not standing for it. You know, we're, we're fighting back on mass. We're fighting back on line. We're fighting, and we're going to fight harder. And that's a newsflash for you folks. We're going to fight until we win. We, the people, will not stop. We're not standing for this corruption, this tyranny, or anything else. We're going to win this. Now, the question is, you know, what's going to happen? Do these guys, are they that bold that they would actually consider that? I pray not. I pray for the president. I pray for Trump and his family. I pray, listen, Trump, I don't have to agree with every single thing. Everybody says, because I keep getting this message, right? What about Trump and COVID vaccines? I don't care. I don't care, folks. He's since realized that there's some issues with it, okay? Um, The guy can only handle so many things at a time. I don't think that he's going to make that same mistake again. I don't. And some of the people around him will make sure that he's aware. So it's a huge deal. And we've got to make sure that he's that uh, he's aware. And I hope he speaks out on it. But that's not but at this point, our country's on fire. And you know, I like Bobby Kennedy, but Donald Trump is there. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he's willing to fight back, and he's laid it all on the line right up to risking his life. I don't know, folks. How do you not support a guy like that? How do you not support a guy that's putting his life on the line for freedom? 
that's putting his life on the line, putting his fortune on the line, putting his free, his freedom on the line. I don't know. So uh, speaking uh, speaking of Tucker, we got the next headline. Um, Tucker reveals he's going to release interview with former Obama gay lover Larry Sinclair. Um. Well, what can I say about that? You know, I don't know what to say. There's been a lot of rumors about whether Obama's gay or not. And the thing about it is, is I wouldn't so much care, except for why did, Why would he lie about it? Why is he going to lie about it? Why has he been lying about it for years? Why would I trust him if he lied about that? I mean, if his entire life is a fraud, you know, if everything about him is a fraud, I want to know that. It makes a difference, right? It makes a big difference. I mean, I can't like him less than I did as a president. I mean, I already think he is the worst president in history. But, you know, it's not like I'm going to think less of him if it turns out he's gay. I'm just gonna, I, I couldn't think less of him. It's not possible. Um, but I would think less of him about being a lying crook and not having the courage to own it. I mean, really? Really? You're that bad? You're that bad? You can't even admit it? You got this whole fraudulent life? Everything about you is fake and designed to destroy our country. Yeah, whatever. What a piece of garbage. Okay, it's garbage. I don't know if you I don't know if it's true or not. I'll be curious to see what this uh, interview says. But you know, I don't know. Either way. Either way. Okay, so we got another headline. Uh, oh, so Bongino doesn't believe that uh, the Coke in the White House was an accident. He says uh, according to an insider, there was a delivery. <laughs> so someone was bringing their daily uh, daily Coke drop. Um, yeah, what can I say about that? I don't know. That, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Uh, you know, these guys these guys are are ill on every level. I mean, they really are. Uh, the 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 I, everything about it's just uh, shocking. I just don't even know. Uh, you know. Uh, delivery of coke but you know i mean let's let's go after trump i mean don't worry about the president and his coke sniffing cadre of crooks around him i mean it's all good all right all right headline washington free beacon catch and release suspect in viral la uh flash mob robbery was released on cashless bail one day before heist right uh i believe la is louisiana but i could be wrong but anyway, Soros-backed prosecutor George Gascon has uh, called cash bail unjust and unsafe, and so he let this guy out at anything in our country, right? Why is he involved in our country? I don't know, folks. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that Soros is a crook, and uh, uh, it's just it's terrible. Okay, let's look back, look here, and see what we got. Um, so this was an interesting thing. Tucker's making a lot of news. He's not only reporting news, but he's making it. Have you guys noticed this? I mean, he's all over the place. Uh, he, uh, he interviewed this Hungarian prime minister, Viktor Orban, and uh, this was a hell of an interview. So Orban, he, uh, yeah, he praised Trump and all sorts of things. And uh, this was really something, because, you know, Hungary's... Got a lot of history, and they've had a lot of corruption and a lot of evil over there, right? Um, he really liked Trump's 
foreign policy. Uh, he said his foreign policy was, uh, quote, best form for the world in several decades. And uh, said that Biden ought to make peace with Russia. I agree. I agree. Why are we wasting our time with that? Oh, because the crooks in the military industrial complex are making money off of it. George Soros launders all his money there. Um, so he says, you know, call back Trump. That's the only way out. Call back Trump, Orban said, because, you know, you can criticize him for many reasons. I understand all the discussion, but for the best foreign policy of the recent several decades belonged to him. He did not initiate any new war. He treated nicely the North Koreans and Russia and even the Chinese. You know, he delivered policy, which was the best one for the Middle East, Abraham Accords. So he had a very good foreign policy. He's criticized because he's not educated enough to understand the world politics. This is not the case, Orban told Tucker. Facts count, and his foreign policy was the best form for the world in the last several decades I have seen. And if he would have been the president at the moment of the Russian invasion started, no, it would not be possible to do that by the Russians. So Trump is the man who can save the Western world and probably human beings of the world as well. That's pretty high praise. Pretty high praise there, folks. I mean, the 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 big shot uh, over in Hungary thinks that Trump's the only chance of saving this. I I kind of agree with him. You know. Meanwhile, you got uh, uh, Kamala Harris and uh, uh, Joe Biden. You know, just as corrupt as can possibly be. Uh, you know, Ukraine has completely failed. I mean, there's no reason for it to even be there. And, uh, you know, they, they're, Harris is still over there pushing them to join uh, NATO, which, yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Let's start a nuclear war. That would, sounds like a great idea, um, which is what would happen, likely. Uh, but, you know, this is... Uh, Orban went on to say, talking about Biden, the crew calling him uh, dangerous, fascist, all that nonsense. He said, it's dangerous, may I say. So we should not neglect the importance of the fact that when the United States administration does not like you or considers you as an enemy or having a backtrack, it's dangerous in international politics, Prime Minister said. Yeah. The corruption is mind-blowing, folks. I mean, this was a good interview. It was really something interesting. There's a nice uh, little Daily Caller summary of it. But the, it just, it's just shocking how bad the corruption is. It's just shocking. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, from top to bottom, we're seeing corruption on a level that you know our country's never experienced. Uh, this is really, I think we're at the greatest risk in this country that we've been at since the Civil War, and maybe even greater than that. Maybe even greater than that. It's really a disaster. I'm praying for our country, folks. I'm praying for, for what's happening. Yeah, I mean, the war on Donald Trump is really the war on America. Donald Trump, you know, all he did was uh, fight. Yeah, I mean, he fought for freedom. He fought against tyranny. He did what he had to do. And yet, you know, the thanks we get for it is a headline, you know, Tucker thinks he's at risk for assassination, uh, which, you know, he may well be. Um, you know, you've got a... a you know, the push to, to get him, put him in jail and all these things? I don't know. And uh, I want to talk about what something that I think is really important. So Clay Clark, my buddy, 
and uh, General Flynn and I talked a fair bit about uh, Vivek, uh, Vivek Ram, Ramaswamy. I think I finally got his name right, folks. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, you know, we talked about him, and it turns out that, you know, he's got a lot of shady dealings with Big Pharma and everyone else in this background. A lot of things that really make me uh, very, very much not trusting of the man, right? And, you know, you see Ramaswamy out there talking about climate change and saying all these things. He's saying a lot of things that resonate with conservatives. And it's like he's saying just the right things. But I got to tell you, folks, I'm really concerned about this. Because from my end and from what I'm seeing, I don't necessarily know that I believe it. Now, I want you to bear with me for a second. I want you to think about this. I said this to, to Clay and Flynn the other day. If... You've got a guy like Donald Trump who's wildly popular, you know, 80 million votes or whatever it was. I mean, just super, super crazy popular. And he's just crushing it in all the polls and doing all these good things. And you know that you can't beat him. And you might not even be able to steal the election because he's going to win by so much that it's impossible to steal. Well, what do you do? What do you do? Because if you're going to take him out, you can't just take them out. You've got to have a backup in place that people can get behind. You've got to give people an alternative. And I think that's what Vivek is. I think he's a plan. I don't trust him. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm willing to listen, and I'm willing to hear. But to me, he strikes me as a plan. I don't trust that he's legitimate. Um, it just he's, he's part of the global, uh, World Economic Forum. He's tied in with all the globalists. He's tied in with globalist everything. He made all his money off of globalists. He's supported and backed by Soros, uh, or at least historically was. I mean, I don't trust that this guy is honest. I think he's just out there saying the right things, and I think they hope to take Trump out and elevate this guy so that we can have one globalist or another. I think they're trying to get this guy in there and make him a, a viable alternative so that if they can eliminate Trump, people fall behind him. And I don't trust him. I don't. That's you know been listed as being supported by any member of the Soros family is, is suspect to me. When you throw in that they made their money and uh, everything by participating in it with you know big pharma and this, that, and other, plus he's he's def, you know full in on the WEF stuff. I mean, I don't trust him at all. I'll be honest. I, I trust him about as much as I trust Pence. That's saying something. Um, in fact, yeah, so he, when he, I see these things, these headlines, these different things he says, all that it makes me think is, man, I just, I don't know, folks. I just don't know. I don't trust it. I, I do know that. So... Anyways, I, I urge caution, and I urge you to look beyond the headlines about what he's shooting his mouth off with things like global warming and other things that are completely meaningless. Uh, I, I urge, urge some real caution there. All right, headline college fix. Some California universities cover abortion in their health plans. That's right. We have Catholic universities. I'm Catholic. And uh, as a Catholic, uh, abortion is wrong. That's what we believe. Real simple. Just wrong. Not it's kind of wrong. Not it might be okay. We just believe it's wrong. Right? So with that in mind, uh, why are Catholic universities covering abortion? How's that working? 
How does that? How does that? How does that you know, handle? I mean, that is one hundred percent against the core, a uh, core foundational belief of of uh, everything that Catholicism stands for, right? I I don't know. I mean, that doesn't seem like it's okay to me. But yet, that's where we are, right? That's where we are. I don't trust it. The church is, I don't trust the church. This Pope's a crook. I'm sorry. I I trust what the church is. I'm proud of my my Catholic heritage and faith. I don't trust this Pope and anybody that's supporting him. I think he's a, I think he's a crook. All right. Oversight committee seeks flight logs for every time Hunter Biden used Air Force Two to further the family business. So, I mean, yeah. Eh, eh. I put it in the stack because I wanted to point out that it was eh. Oh, more more corruption. Okay, well that'll do a lot. When when's the impeachment? Don't care. I mean, I just don't care. The House Oversight Committee dispatched a follow-up letter requesting travel records. Why? I mean, how much more? I mean, he's been bribed. Why the hell do we care if he's misused funds for a plane trip? I mean, the guy's literally been bribed. Uh, repeatedly. The president, not his son. I mean, this is the stupidest thing ever. Well, we need some more evidence. Because what? You're going to do what? Last week, Fox News reported, well, so what? That's the real reason the Republicans are doing it. So they can go on Fox News and tell everybody that they're fighting hard, but they won't do anything. I don't care. We have more evidence than anybody could ever need about this guy's corruption. What the hell are you doing? That's what I said, folks. Wait till the primaries. Support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network. We will be back very soon. <laughs>